Hey, it's Luke Burbank. This week on LiveWire, comedian Maria Bamford teaches you how to do stand-up comedy. Then Shane Brendan performs some stand-up comedy. And we've got music from Brandy Clark. Don't miss this week's LiveWire. I'm Alex Schwartz. I'm Nomi Fry. I'm Vincent Cunningham, and this is Critics at Large, a New Yorker podcast for the culturally curious. Each week, we're going to talk about a big idea that's showing up across the cultural landscape, and we'll trace it through all the mediums we love. Books, movies, television, music, art. And I always want to talk about celebrity gossip, too. Of course. We hope you'll join us for new episodes each Thursday. Follow Critics at Large today, wherever you get podcasts. This episode of LiveWire is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, and then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hey, Elena. Hey, Luke. How's it going? It's going really well. Uh, I'm wondering if you are ready for another round of what, at least this week, we're calling Station Location Identification Examination. (laughs) S-L-I-E. Sly. You're ready for another classic game of Sly. I'm going to ask you about a city in America. You have to try to guess which city it is, okay? Okay. All right. This is a surprising fact about this city. The consumption of shellfish in this city is over 60,000 pounds per day, which is higher than the rest of the U.S. combined, Mm. Elena. Okay, so it's got to be a coastal city. See, this is why this question is so misleading, because that's what you would think. Uh, Do you want a hint? Yes. This is, I would say, probably your favorite place to have a secret wedding. Las Vegas? Las Vegas, Nevada, my friend. Home of Nevada Public Radio, where Livewire is on. They also lead the nation in shellfish consumption per day. It's all that stuff that's at the end of the buffet. Just think about all of the crustaceans that are being consumed in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. So thanks to everybody tuning in on Nevada Public Radio. Woohoo! All right, ready to do our little show? Let's do it. Take it away. From PRX, it's Livewire. This week, comedian and actress Maria Bamford. Mumble in any direction, you'll make friends. Comedian Shane Brendan. And I started a magic club for all the black students called African Americans. With music by country music star Brandi Clark. I believe songs end up where they should. And so I've never hung on too tight to something. I'm your announcer, Elena Passarello. And now, the host of Livewire, Luke Burbank. Hey, thank you so much, Elena Passarello. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in this week. Of course, we asked the Livewire listeners a question this week. We asked, what misconception does your family have about you? 
or your life. It's weird because you think your family would know you the best. Mm -hmm. And yet I think we can all think of ways in which our families have misconceptions about us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So we're going to get into those answers in a few minutes. First, though, it's time for the best news we heard all week. This is our little reminder at the top of the show that there is good news happening out there in the world. Elena, what is the best news that you've heard all week? Oh, man, this was a tough week. It, it really was going to take some intensely good news for me to even feel good about the news because the week yep. was so harrowing. But hey, guess what? It happened. Okay, good. ABBA is finally getting back together. You can dance. You can laugh. I'm so excited about this. You, They haven't been a band. Benny, Bjorn, Ingeborg and Ingrid Bergman. Oh, sorry, I can't remember. Uh-huh. No, A- Angelica, I feel like, one of them is named, uh, since I was like eight years old. I know. I've read the story that they're actually going to have these concerts in a specially designed theater mm-hmm. that's built just for this. And they're like, what is it? Uh, like digital representations of the band members? Yeah. And I think George Lucas from Industrial, you know, oh, George Lucas. I don't think I have to tell you who George Lucas <laughs> is <laughs> of Ewok fame. I think uh, I think he has a hand in making these spectacular venues. Do you know what they're calling the, the digital versions of the band that are going to be playing for people? They better be called avatars. That is exactly <gasps> what they're calling them, Elena. Hey! That is right. They are. They are going to have their avatars playing, which people are excited about. The stuff sold out like immediately, right? I can't wait. I'm so excited. Their songs mm-hmm. are just Teflon good. So yes. that is a, a real boost in a week when I really needed it. Thank you, ABBA. Well, going from uh, musicians that have had a great amount of success to a musician who's still kind of getting started in their career, I want to tell you about the story of Kev Crane. Mm. He lives in Leicester, England, mm-hmm. and he's a plumber. But he has been working on this kind of long-term project at this guy Paul Connolly's house. And as he was there, like, you know, doing the tile and all those kind of, you know, somewhat mundane tasks of remodeling a house and remodeling the bathrooms, Mm -hmm. he was singing along to the radio. Well, Paul Connolly actually owns a record label. (gasps) And he was so impressed with Kev Crane's singing (gasps) that one day he came in and he pulled him aside. He said, can we talk? Now, imagine you're doing the plumbing at this guy's house and he says, can we need to talk? You're thinking, "Uh uh-oh. I'm in trouble. Uh No, he wanted to ask him if he was interested in recording an album for this guy's record label because he liked his singing so much. Amazing. It's like Harrison Ford was like the carpenter before Uh he got his first acting gig or whatever. That's right. So the guy says, uh, well, would you like to record an album? And it turns out the plumber, Kev Crane, said, well, I have recorded one at my house. I built a little home studio, but can I send it to you? And uh, the guy who owned the home said, sure. So I guess he sends the the thing over on a Friday, right? Like he probably like emails him a file. Okay. And then he has to wait the whole weekend to hear back what the guy thinks. Meanwhile, he's still working on the dude's house. This is what he said. <laughs> I sent him the album on the Friday and I thought if I don't hear from him over the weekend, I'll just go back to work for him on Monday and just carry on fitting the bathrooms. That's so British. <laughs> right? But the guy did like the album. And so they have uh, struck up a deal and the uh, album is now out on this guy's record label. The, the name of the album is Why Can't I Be You? And um, it's getting all kinds of attention because of the unusual way that it came about. Amazing. I love that kind of a story. Yeah, dreams come true. I wonder if my album's going to come out soon. I should invite a, uh-huh. a plumber over who has a record label <laughs> and I can just slip it into his overalls. <laughs> I feel like on this show, you're constantly low-key auditioning for your album. It's like true. You, you, 
<laughs> you love to sing songs. You love to um, kind of show off your skills. That's right. All right. That is the best news that we heard all week. All right, let's get our first guest on over here to Livewire. She is one of my absolute favorite comedians, probably of all time. She's got an Audible original out. It's called You Are a Comedy Special, in which she says she can teach you how to do your own one-hour stand-up comedy special by the time you're done listening to the Audible original. And the project is so funny, and, and it's actually very practical as well. Let's take a listen to this. It's our conversation recorded last year with the one and only Maria Bamford. Hey, Maria, welcome to Livewire. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Um, uh, I've been a fan of yours forever since I saw you in Comedians of Comedy and uh, have always wanted to have you on the show. And now you're here. Uh, it only took a global pandemic, but it worked out. Dreams do come true every day, <laughs> every minute. If you just put something on your vision board, yes. cut out a from a magazine something that you want sometimes it comes true in a way that you could never you know it's kind of confusing um i have a a picture of a a bentley a white bentley on my no i don't <laughs> i was gonna say that feels very off-brand for you as far as i understand what motivates yeah. you in life a black bentley now that seems a Wait little more a your minute. speed <laughs> <laughs> um, Elena and I were both completely in love with this Audible original that uh, you just released. But I actually, if we can, because like the pandemic is on everyone's mind always, if we could start uh, a few months ago, you were one of the first comedians that I saw um, actually doing like Zoom comedy from home. And it was actually so great. It really worked because you would leave one person on laughing. So there was a little sound. And your husband, who I didn't know to be a comedian, would kind of be like your opener. Yes. <laughs> that that feels like uh, you're really putting some potential pressure on the relationship because, like, if he bombs, do you tell him? Well, let me ask you this. What is bombing, Luke? <laughs> what is bombing? I'd and say 40% yet... of this show each week. <laughs> it's, a, it's a deep misunderstanding. And in that, isn't there intrigue? Mm -hmm, uh -huh, and mm -hmm. therefore entertainment? Mm -hmm. And I was a possibility deeply entertained. of laughter? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is the lack of laughter not also funny? <laughs> do, you, do you like doing comedy in that format? Because one of the things that you, you, you talk about a lot in this new Audible exclusive of yours is like how many parts of being a stand-up comedian don't really come natural to you or are not things that are fun for you. And, and here you are, you can do comedy like from your house. You're in Minnesota right now. Um, is it somehow a little better that way or do you miss the live crowd stuff? Yeah, I think... My friend Jackie Haitian, uh, mm -hmm. comedian, says uh, all comedians are fighting a wind of autism and um, <laughs> just shouting out into the ether. And uh, I love the controlled environment. So Zoom is beautiful for me. It's like I'm amplified. Um, I can mute you. You can mm -hmm. mute me. Uh, I do miss live audiences and seeing people. Obviously, I love I love being after the show, selling merch, and you get to give everybody a hug, get and receive mm. a shoulder based hug. Mm -hmm. I mean, as I'm sure it's been said many billions of times, Zoom is it's different. You're staring at a screen, and and it's not um, that wonderful thing where you see a human 
face right uh, right close up to you, um, perhaps even spitting on you. <laughs> Weren't those good times? I miss the spit. The spit. I miss the expectoration. The, the oh, times yeah. when you didn't have to gauge how loudly is this person talking and what effect does that have on droplets? <laughs> but yeah, there's this whole new kind of calculation that, that we're doing. Can I just say, Maria, mm-hmm. that this... Uh, this this new Audible exclusive of yours, it's I think it might be, and maybe we're not allowed to call it an audiobook. Maybe that's not how Audible does. It's called an Audible original, Luke. It it's my favorite <laughs> audiobook I've okay. ever listened to in my life. Oh, what? You are the perfect person to listen to in this format. Yeah. It was like one of those audio things where like the book is read by myriad actors, like George mm-hmm. Saunders, Lincoln, and the Bardo, but it was just oh, one yeah. person. How affordable. Yes. And it's what exactly what I wanted. Like, they're like, do you want to hire it? I'm like, no, I want to do everything myself, which is also my favorite thing about Zoom. Or at, at that, I do like that about creative stuff of like where you just have to do everything you can with what you have. Uh, so mm-hmm. that is my favorite uh, option. Stand up again. You know, all you need, maybe you need a microphone and a light, but really, <laughs> probably all you need is your hands cupped and um, a sense of entitlement. Um, (laughs) That's one of the big takeaways, though, from this new uh, Audible original that you have out, Maria, is because the premise is you're going to basically equip someone to do their own stand-up comedy special by the time they're done listening. And a lot of the advice that you're giving is just... Whatever you're doing, start calling it stand-up comedy. If, yes! if there's not a place to perform, go find a place. Like you know, like this, it's it, you really break it down to this very uh, kind of practical level that I actually thought is going to encourage a lot of people and help a lot of people really do this. It's really fun. It's free. It's um, so much like a support group, but tons more entertaining, <laughs> and uh, and you can get sometimes get drinks ordered to your table. Um, but in times of COVID, yeah, it's like, I, I belong to a lot of 12-step groups. It's like a 12-step group, but with punchlines. Comedy. <laughs> are shouting out their perception of the universe uh, to you. You know, you can be interested or not really interested, take a break, go to the bathroom, get a cup of coffee. It's uh, such a beautiful art form for casting yourself in every role. I learned, though, from the Audible original, how often a comedian seeks other folks. You had these great suggestions uh, to, good, oh good. <laughs> to like run the comedy by somebody that you find on Twitter or go find somebody who needs some help and help them and have them tell you stories. And it's not the myth of the person with the notebook kind of alone figuring it out and then, then just sort of exploding it. It's, it seems so collective. Yeah, and maybe some people have that. Ex- I know I was very isolated when I started, and that was part of the thing I really enjoyed about stand-up was I had um, an OCD issue where I just didn't want to be around people. And so it was very comfortable to prepare everything by myself, show up by myself, do the thing, get the EA team, and then leave. Okay. And then as I've gotten older, um, it has become more necessary and desirable for me to coordinate and connect with other other comedians and made it made it more meaningful uh to me because i think also i think i had the fantasy i think i'm sure you guys relate with this wonderful uh radio show of when the fame and fortune come in then i'll feel complete Mm -hmm. Uh, we own our house outright and yet 
I still feel empty. <laughs> What? So, um, yeah. So, trying to to create some meaning and community, I think, within uh, doing the art form as well is good mm -hmm. for me. This is Live Wire. I'm Luke Burbank here with Elena Passarello. We're talking to Maria Bamford. Her Audible original is "You Are a Comedy Special." We've got to take a quick break. Stay with us. Hey, Elena. Hey, Luke. I didn't see you there. It's that time of year again. My seasonal allergies are back. Oh, congratulations. But also, it's our spring member drive, which is happening right now through May 17th. Oh, I like that much more than seasonal allergies. Yeah, if you are not yet a member of Livewire's League of Extraordinary Listeners, well, now is the time to do it. Why? Well, because this League of Extraordinary Listeners... Uh, is what keeps the lights on over at Livewire Inc., uh, which is definitely not the association that we are part of. I'm probably a 501c3. They don't let me near any of the paperwork mm -hmm. or bookkeeping, and it's really better that way. Yes. Point is, we we are only able to keep doing this show because of support from our members, and we would love it if you could join us in that right now. Plus, there are all kinds of sweet perks, including... Uh, special discounted tickets to live recordings, on-air shout-outs, exclusive content. Uh, and, Elena, uh, one more thing, that, of course, we would not be a self-respecting public radio show if we didn't offer this. If we didn't offer the most iconic public radio swag of all time, a tote bag. True iconic status. Yeah, but it's not just any tote bag. This is like a really good tote bag. It's got a second zipper, an internal zipper. Yes, whatever you want to put in the tote bag, that's your business, okay? What we're mm -hmm. here to talk about is you keeping LiveWire going. So head on over to LiveWireRadio.org to see the various member levels. It does not matter how much you are giving every month to LiveWire. It just matters that you do it because it goes a long way for us. So thank you. Vacations, weddings, birthdays, and reunions. Oh, my. There's so much going on. Get the most out of your spring plans by stocking up on pre-alcohol now. Zbiotics pre-alcohol probiotic drink is the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. It was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. Zbiotics produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. Just remember to make Zbiotics your first drink of the night, drink responsibly, and you'll feel your best tomorrow. Go to zbiotics.com/slash. LiveWire to get 15% off your first order when you use LiveWire at checkout. Zbiotics is backed with 100% money back guarantee. So if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember to head to zbiotics.com/livewire and use the code LiveWire at checkout for 15% off. Thank you to Zbiotics for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Welcome back to Livewire from PRX. I'm Luke Burbank here with Elena Passarella. We're talking to Maria Bamford. Uh, she has a new Audible exclusive out. It's called You Are a, a Comedy Special. Um, you were talking in this book about how a lot of times things that other people find fun, it doesn't naturally feel fun to you. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I'm curious, what is fun to you? What When are you feeling your best? Is it just like in bed with zero pressure? Like what feels good to you, Maria Bamford? <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, I love the relief of having done something. Uh -huh. I love that. The joie of that. I love um, 
being with my family. I love walking long distances while listening to 12-step groups on the phone. Um, Like, wait, calling into a 12-step group like you're on speakerphone? Oh, it is prime time Zoom, people. If you've ever wanted to go to a Sex Love Addicts Anonymous meeting or a Clutters Anonymous meeting or a a Nicotine Anonymous meeting trying to get smober, Smoker hats. Yeah, <laughs> worrying about losing your smobriety. Yeah, I, I love those. Videos. I mean, I just, I, I love them so much. And I'm not in those particular groups. But I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, they're so fantastic. Did you um, really, because you talk about this in this book, you sometimes, if you were feeling lonely or maybe trying to work out material, you would just call the operator. Is that a real thing that happened? I've definitely done that. And I do advocate, like, lower the bar for the kind of help that you need. And and I see my friend, again, Jackie Cation does mm-hmm. this. She goes, mumble in any direction. You'll make friends. <laughs> like, let's not try to meet the best teacher or mm-hmm. get some coach or no, 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 no. Just call Domino's. Is anyone around? <laughs> like, I mean... Do something um, attainable um, in terms and in terms of yeah, I've definitely done that for mental health. I, I called mm-hmm. an operator and said, uh, "I'm flunking out of college. Uh, would you still love somebody who's flunking out?" And the guy took it a second and said, "Yeah, I think I would." Thank you, AT and T. I have a very complicated relationship with my neighborhood Domino's. I will sometimes order four or five times a week, but I refuse to join the piece of the pie club, which is the rewards thing, because that's like a bridge too far for me. Yes. <laughs> Maybe I need to just surrender to the reality of my life during quarantine. Well, you just don't know what people have within them that they uh-huh. could really yeah. if you give them a chance to help out. Like uh, I'm doing this other show where it's called Help Me, Help You, Help Me. I'm a 50-year-old <laughs> white woman who's ultimately useless. <laughs> but I need to feel like I'm helping. But I may harm you. So just FYI, <laughs> full caveat. But sometimes bad help can kind of push you mm-hmm. to get real help. Mm-hmm. So if I can be a part of that, um, and then so, so people provide me problems, I'll provide them with a problem, uh, and then we'll help each other. And um, uh, it'll be about 15 bucks to go to that. So that's less than most Coke pays. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is Livewire. I'm Luke Burbank here with Elena Passarello. We're talking to Maria Bamford. Her Audible original is You Are a Comedy Special. And it's such a genius idea because it really takes you through the steps like if you want to to try to do a stand-up special. And this must be something that people approach you all the time after the show and like Mm -hmm. ask for advice on how to do it. Is that kind of the genesis of this project? Well, yeah, yeah. And I I mean, I think there's, I've been helped so much by uh, other books about writing and creativity, like uh, The Artist's Way. I love that Mm -hmm. book. Love Mm -hmm. it. Love it. I'm not, I have a harder time with the spiritual stuff in it, but I'm down. I can't remember who said this, but some writer, you know, said, oh, how do you, how do you write? And they're like, just don't not write. Right. Right. (laughs) And I think like my feeling is just poop it out. Like the whole thing that stops people is like, oh, it's got to be amazing. Really? Why? Right. Um, Mm -hmm. What if it's a piece of That's Mm -hmm. awesome. Uh, You created a full hour length piece of that's oh my god and and number one who said that awesome online controversy you get that's gonna get you a lot of fans 
You're already a star. <laughs> I, I don't know. If, if it brings you joy to make something and it's kept you off the pipe, kept you off the pole for mm-hmm. a couple of months, then awesome. Now, you have to give the caveat, though, that you give on in the book. Of course, being on the pole isn't necessarily an insult, right? You say oh, that in no, the book. Oh, no, 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 no. And right. if you want to be on the pole, I mean, that, and I have to say, I have seen some very sex-positive comedy, and I think that is definitely, uh, at least I haven't seen, I, I'm also living in a cave, but I haven't seen <laughs> Fully Explored. I welcome mm-hmm. it. I think it doesn't matter, too, if you're working on your next amazing artistic pole dance or you're writing a book or you're writing a comedy special. I think the approach that this Audible original takes could kind of translate to lots of different artists. And I think the thing that it does uniquely that I found really sustaining because I'm working on a creative project and I was like, oh, thank God when I was listening to you was you admit as an artist that you don't want to do it. Like, I <laughs> you never, know what I mean? <laughs> I never want to do anything. I never, I am definitely like, like when I read, I, I read um, Big Magic, which is a beautiful book by Elizabeth Gilbert, yeah. but I really had a hard time relating of like, oh, I right. lose myself in the typewriter. And I'm sometimes I'm on a laptop in an airport and I just can't wait to get back to like, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> yeah. I've got a bookend five minute segments of me doing a five, like, call two friends, yeah. you know, to try to get myself to do something to, which is embarrassing, but um, why not? I got friends. Um, one of the things, Maria, that you've been really open about in your work and your comedy is your some of the mental health struggles that you've had. I'm just curious, um, and I know that you're dealing with some family health stuff right now, which I would imagine is is really hard. But like, how are you overall kind of doing during the pandemic uh, as compared to the before times? I mean, are you doing okay? You know, I, I'm just staying on the meds. I got on mood stabilizers about 10 years ago, finally willing to take something where I would, um, I was very afraid of taking something where it seemed like I was crazy and that um, I worried it would slow my brain and uh, I would gain weight and get a tremor. Guess what? All three happened and I'm fine. (laughs) Uh, I was able to do a TV show. Who cares? Um, So yeah, as long as I stay on my meds and, um, you know, have the support that I, I get tons of support. Like I, again, I go to three different 12 step groups. Um, I cannot tell you which ones cause it's a secret. It's a cult. And, um, <laughs> By the way, oh, no. 12 step groups do not escape unscathed from this new audible, oh, no. uh, original oh. of yours. <laughs> like some of the choicest burns are leveled at the 12 step movement. Makes me so mad that I can't tell you which ones I'm in. Um, can I guess if I just start naming them, are you allowed oh. to, are you allowed to wink over zoom? Oh, I could wink. I'll, I'll wink. Yeah. Yeah, guess one. Dog Groomers Anonymous. Is that one? <laughs> That's <laughs> the... not a problem. Oh. That's a sign of recovery. Dog Over Groomers <laughs> Anonymous. <laughs> She's winking. Oh, okay. Trickle Tilla Mania. Yeah. Oh, but that might dogs. be a thing. Um, <laughs> I have had Trickle Tilla Mania. Oh. Uh, that's where you pull your hairs out of your skin. Yeah. Oh, nothing more satisfying. It's like pulling weeds, but it's your armpit hair. <laughs> um, and it's a clock eater. Um, anyways. Uh, <laughs> So you're you're on your meds and you're able to attend your groups virtually. So do you feel like you're in an okay-ish place? Yeah, okay-ish. Yeah, my mom has uh, my mom, my dear dear mother, mm. who I've done many impersonations of. Um, 
and she is so hilarious. But she, you know, I think is in the uh, late stages of uh, stage four lung cancer, and um, that doesn't keep her from shopping. <laughs> and I, I just, I just want to be around long enough for those crate and barrels I, pillows I special ordered to come in. <laughs> and she's not wrong; they're cute, and they're sunbrella <laughs> fabric. Oh, sunbrella, yeah. Pop. Oh, that's good. That's they quality. Pop mm-hmm. with the lilac bush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, we were talking a little bit before we started recording, Maria, that, you know, I think a lot of your fans like myself feel like we kind of know your mom because mm-hmm. yes. she's a big part of your act. And and I would imagine that a lot of people are, are really concerned for her and, again, feel a connection to her just from seeing you. Yeah, she is. Uh, she's the best. Mm-hmm. She is the best. And uh, I hope my dearest hope is that, which I'm sure is already happening, is that I slowly bleed into my mom impersonation uh, for the rest of my life, uh, that I just become her. Because she's she's an awesome lady. She's just always, she's just excited about life. Like we were talking before the show about like, for someone who enjoys living so much, like I should be the one in her place. Like <laughs> I've been such a jackass about existence for so long. And she's just, just delighted. Like customer service calls. She'll, so, okay. So now you're in Punjab. Okay. Now let me see here. <laughs> and then like a half hour later into talking to someone about her Apple phone, you know, she'll, so listen, I think I know your cousin. No, <laughs> is is it Axel? I know that's the name of the robot dog from the film, but right? Uh, listen, I would love to stay on the phone with you, but my husband's in the other room and he's, I'm driving him crazy. She just always finds connections with people and um, she's, she's really uh, the best. Well, Maria, we're thinking of you and your family Thank and you really so appreciate much. you Thank talking you. to us this week on the show. And and really, to anybody who is interested in getting into stand-up comedy or just interested in getting into the mind of Maria Bamford and what <laughs> your creative process is, this, this new Audible thing, You Are a Comedy Special, is just a delight. And it's a great time to start doing stand-up. Zoom <laughs> is the perfect, like, right. you can control your audience, only invite people who uh, you love, who will laugh, or invite no one at all. <laughs> Just get on the Zoom link by yourself and laugh to your heart's content. Uh, that's what I'm going to do right when we're done recording this show. You, that's that's how I spend my weekend. So, Hey, Maria, thank you so much for being on Livewire. Thank you for having me. Thank you. That was Maria Bamford. Her Audible original is You Are a Comedy Special. And by the way, Maria is back out on the road now. She says, quote, if you're ready to leave the house... I'm ready to leave the house, too. You can check out her tour dates when she's coming to a town near you at mariabamford.com. And if you are not ready to leave your house, which is also very understandable, you can see her on Adult Swim's new show, Teenage Euthanasia, which premieres September 19th. Hey, special thanks this episode to Teresa Horn of Portland, Oregon. Teresa is part of the Livewire member community and is generously supporting our show with a donation each month. And we are very thankful for that support because it's how we're actually able to do the show. So a big thanks to Teresa for keeping Livewire going.
This is LiveWire. I'm Luke Burbank. Of course, each week we like to ask the LiveWire listeners a question uh, because we're talking about family this week on the show. The question was, what misconception does your family have about you or your life? Elena, you have been collecting up those responses. What are people saying? (laughs) These are great. Uh, Here's one from Jamie. Uh, Jamie says, my family thinks that I'm a hoarder. Because I have over 227 books displayed in my office. I'm not a hoarder. I just like to read. (laughs) It doesn't count, right? If it's books, you can have as many as you want. As long as you can still safely move about your domicile. Yes. You have a library, right? That's right. You're just at that point, uh, you know, an amateur librarian. (laughs) Like you're doing it for the love of the game. I mean, the thing is, when you read a book and you really love it, and I'm in this room that I'm recording from now, surrounded by a lot of books that we've done interviews mm-hmm. on. There's something about you know parting with that book that feels now like you're kind of saying goodbye to, I don't know, that experience you had. So I very much understand the idea of wanting to hang on to books that were kind of important to you. I'm putting up shelves in my office at work, and um, I David is helping me, and he asked me how many books I had. And there are so many that I just had to give him an inches total. I have uh, <laughs> like 350 inches of books for which I need shelving. <laughs> Well, hopefully, listener Jamie has the exact right amount of shelving uh, for the books. Uh, What is another misconception that the families of one of our listeners are carrying around? This one from Tammy is too good. My daughters didn't understand what I did for a living when they were younger. She's an admin in marketing. So they started telling their friends I was in the CIA. (laughs) They said it was a lot easier to explain because I always wear black, I travel a lot, and I ride a motorcycle. I didn't fight them on it, and their friends were always really well-behaved around me. So (laughs) win-win. That's what I was going to say. I am not messing with the kids of the CIA person or the CIA person, like if I'm no. 11 years old, I am flying straight when I'm around that person. It is true, though, that you kind of have to have the wardrobe and the demeanor for that lie to mm-hmm. work. Because if somebody spread a rumor that I was in the CIA with all my like kitten sweatshirts, people would be like, <laughs> no way. <laughs> Maybe you're just under very deep cover as a cat slash ABBA enthusiast. I'm in the CAT. What? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right. What's another misconception that our listeners would like to clear up? How about this one from Daniel? Daniel says, my kids think I take a daily afternoon nap, but I'm really in my room gaming. (laughs) (laughs) See, I would do the opposite. I love napping and I feel, I don't think it should be stigmatized, but I feel like it still is a little bit stigmatized in our society. I'm the kind of person who would say, I'm going to go, you know, play a video game, but really I would just be napping. My cover story would be video gaming. I guess video gaming is more interesting to kids than napping. So they'll probably leave you alone if you say it's nap. But if you say video game, they'll probably come in and want to play too. Yes, exactly. (laughs) All right. uh, Thanks, Elena. Also, thanks to everyone who wrote in their responses to that question. We have next week's question coming up towards the end of the show. So do stick around for that. This, of course, is Livewire. Our next guest is a comedian who started off telling jokes as a combat medic in Afghanistan. Since then, he's moved from San Diego to L.A. to Portland, uh, where he was named one of Willamette Week's funniest five and also an undisputable genius of comedy by the Portland Mercury. Here is Shane Brendan performing in front of a Livewire audience at the Jack London Review in Portland back in September of 2019. Thank you for having me here. This is uh, 
you know, I'm a stand-up comedian. This is my job. And stand-up's probably the best job I've ever had, you know. Um, I've had a lot of crappy jobs. Like, I used to work at Trader Joe's. Because when you're a military veteran with a fine arts degree, the world is your oyster. That's... Yeah. Found that out the hard way. Ten years. Ten years I did in the military. A lot of deployments, a lot of combat tours, a lot of time away from my family. A very stressful, stressful job. And somehow, some way, Trader Joe's sucks so much harder than all that. I don't... I don't understand. I don't understand it. Who would have thought that going from wearing camo to Hawaiian print would have been the most traumatic thing that was to happen in my career, you know? <laughs> I have a master's degree in creative writing. That's the end of that joke. <laughs> it's the saddest and shortest joke I've ever written. The irony of it is, is that the setup to that joke Took eight years and $67,000. <laughs> Punchline's just gonna last the rest of my life, you know? I'm originally from Memphis, Tennessee. I'm from the South. I got mixed feelings about being where I'm from. I'm a proud Southerner. I love where I grew up. But I got picked on a lot back in high school. A lot of you are thinking, no, there's no way. You're like the coolest guy I've seen all day. That is correct. But... It just took me 36 years to finally become the coolest teenager I always wanted to be. That's what that is. But I got picked on a lot in high schools because I was an overachiever. I was in all honors classes. I was the editor of my school newspaper. And I started a magic club for all the black students called Africadabrican Americans. Our motto was inclusion in illusion. It was dope, it was dope, it was dope. Still can't figure out why no one joined my club. Very weird, very weird. Me and my wife are celebrating our eight year anniversary. Yeah, eight years. Yeah, so you know, we're halfway there. But no, we're up. I love her to death. I'm very fortunate to have this woman in my life because when we met, I was a young, broke, struggling comedian and a single father. So it was a tough sell for me, right? I felt like a real estate agent trying to push just a really crappy foreclosed home on someone. You know, I'm like, look, I know this ain't what you were looking for. But I'm gonna get you a great deal on it, all right? All right, this property here was built in 83. Only had one previous owner. She was a witch. Uh, <clears throat> If you come this way, this is the kitchen area, oftentimes referred to as the heart of any real home. As you can see, it's been completely ripped out, right? <laughs> Just kind of left as is, more room for you to play around in, make it your own, that's nice. That's nice. See, it's weird what happened here. See, the last owner moved in and went to town on trying to change everything, right? Tried to turn the house into something that it's not. And in the middle of the night, just up and moved to a bigger house that understands her. <laughs> With more of a modern Puerto Rican kind of vibe to it. So that's, 
That's a good verse. She left a few things behind, a couple tables, a couple chairs. There's a baby in the corner. But I think it's fine. Relax, everybody. It's like they always say, one person's trash is your new family. Who said that? That's correct. There you go. You get it. That's what that is. I have sleep apnea. You guys know what that is? For those of you that don't, it's that fun sleep disorder where you die a little bit every night, you know? So because of that, I have to wear a CPAP machine. Now, a CPAP machine, if you don't know, it involves a mask, and then there's a tube, and it's plugged into a box that just forces life into your body. I hate wearing it. It's very uncomfortable. It's very irritating. The one silver lining in this whole ordeal is that my wife is strangely aroused by the whole mask thing. (laughs) So now we got this new kink we didn't even know about, right? We do this weird Batman versus Bane role play thing. I just kick open the door with some dress socks and the mask, and I'm like... Is this what you wanted? <laughs> oh, it lives in the darkness. Mm. <laughs> My name is Shane Brendan. Thank you very much. You guys have a good night. Shane Brendan, everybody, right here on Livewire. That was Shane Brendan, right here on Livewire, recorded at the Jack London Review in Portland back in 2019. All right, our musical guest this hour is a singer-songwriter of the country music variety, uh, and her songs have been recorded by Sheryl Crow, Reba McIntyre, Leanne Rimes, and uh, a lot of others. She was nominated for the Best New Artist Grammy back in 2015. Uh, her latest album is called Your Life is a record. Take a listen to this. It's our conversation with Brandy Clark, recorded last year. Brandy Clark, welcome to Livewire. Oh, thanks for having me. Um, are you feeling uh, more or less like creative during the pandemic? You know, it goes in waves. And I've and what I've done is I've forced myself to be creative and I've had a few projects that have forced me to stay creative. Um, when I feel creative, I feel real creative. And when I don't, I feel like I'm never going to write a song again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> There's no in between. I, I think that's fairly typical. I think a lot of us have, whether we work in the sort of creative endeavors or not, it's just like one day you just feel like I got this. I can take on the world mm-hmm. and you just do like a million projects. And then it's like two days where you're just struggling to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. Yes. And also to me, what helps with creativity and since I can't necessarily do it by going somewhere, movement helps. Mm-hmm, like getting mm-hmm. in a car and driving. I, I mean, I can do that. But I can't go to a Target and walk around, which is always inspiring to me. <laughs> and so, yeah. I mean, it really Those is. Those are words you, can, you rarely hear. Good for you. That's awesome. Yeah. There's something about it. I don't know. Yeah. I think, you know, I think part of it is, I mean, I love a bookstore too, but bookstores can be overwhelming and I can mm-hmm. pick out a lot of books that aren't great because the cover intrigues me. A Target's already <laughs> narrowed it down. You yeah. Know? Like, 
you kind of know what you're getting. And less words. So if you're trying to write yes. lyrics, you don't want to go to a place that's full of words. You want to go to a place that's full of like images and sort so of. So true. Yeah, that makes sense. Aren't you doing this YouTube show? I saw you had yes. Reba on. Yes. So that started out, my album came out right before all this stopped. So I had to pivot really quick and figure out a way to promote an album, you know, give fans a little bit of what they would get on the road. So I started doing this series called You Can't Come Over, but You Can Come In. Because I have a song called You Can Come Over, But You Can't Come In. Yeah. And so it started, I, I invited friends of mine, um, a lot of friends that were also releasing records right about the time that, that the pandemic hit. Um, what it's really become is me interviewing people who they inspire me or, you know, love what they do. Um, the only time I really play now is if I get somebody on there that doesn't sing, I'll play mm. a few of their songs at the beginning, but I might go back to the playing cause that was fun. Not that I need to work this out on the show. <laughs> oh, that's fine. You know what? Yeah, that's, that's great. Consider this, uh, like a, a workshop. It's an incubator. We can, just, we can yeah. do some blue skying, just throw it, <laughs> throw up the flagpole, see if it catches wind. Yes. <laughs> this is live wire. We've got to take a quick break. But when we come back, we'll be hearing some wonderful music from the wonderful Randy Clark. Stay with us. Livewire is thrilled to be partnering with Portland's own Portal Tea this season. Formerly known as Tea Chai Tay, Portal Tea is the premier tea company in the Pacific Northwest. And they make one-of-a-kind handcrafted tea blends like cinnamon churro chai and blueberry cream earl grey. Use the code LIVEWIRE, all lowercase, for 20% off at portaltea.co. Welcome back to LiveWire from PRX. I'm Luke Burbank here with Elena Passarello. Uh, we are talking to Brandy Clark, whose latest album is Your Life is a Record you're a performer but you're also a really successful songwriter mm -hmm. i've always thought this is such an interesting thing particularly in a place like nashville where there's so many people writing songs how does it even work as a job you write a song and are you thinking oh this might be good for reba mcintyre or are you just writing a song and then whoever likes it likes it i've tried doing it the way you're you just said it never works for me that way i have to really just write what's in the room mm. You know, I tried for years to write songs for Leanne Womack, mm. and mm. she never recorded any of my songs. At this point, maybe maybe in the future. So far. Yeah. So far, she has Leanne, recorded. if you're listening, yes. give him a second listen. Leanne, please. Um, she'd be a dream for me to hear sing one of my songs. Um, but that never worked for me. You know, it always just works to just write the idea that wants to be born that day and not to try to steer it in a direction that I think will serve me or serve anybody in the room, just being, being in service of the song. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then do you uh, put some aside for yourself? Like if you write one that you just really love, do you kind of put that in your pocket and think that's for my album? Sometimes, you know, and that's another, I, I believe songs end up where they should. Mm -hmm. And so I've never hung on too tight to something until the recording process starts. Like, an album is taking shape, then I'll hang on tight to songs. But before then, I feel like, like we're talking about Reba, and I've actually recorded um, a couple of songs on my own that Reba recorded. I don't, that never stops me. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, because it's like, okay, well, that version's out in the world. I'm going to put a different version, my version out in the world. Yeah. Um, but I've never been super precious about songs because I'm going to write more. And mm. if I feel that strongly about it, somebody else recording it's not going to keep me from also recording it. Yeah. Well, Brandy, uh, uh, I hear you're going to play a song for us. Yes. What did you have in mind? So I'm going to play, this is called Bigger Boat. Um, I wrote this, you know, my, one of my favorite movies of all time is the movie Jaws. Oh. And, um, and, and <laughs> that, always, that always surprises people, but it is. Um, and so I had this idea for a long time to write a song called Bigger Boat um, from the scene where Roy Scheider <laughs> sees the shark the first time and says, we're going to need a bigger boat. And my idea for Classically it was, the stuff of country music. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> so true. Um, Target and Jaws. Target and These Jaws. are the main topics of Brandy Clark's. So, you know, my idea was bigger boat, and let's talk about the state of the world. Now, this was before the world got real crazy. You know, it was right after the California fires and there were all these floods in, in the South. And so it's kind of crazy to me mm-hmm. how much more this this song is more relevant every day. Mm-hmm. I should yeah. say. So I'll we'll play it for you. All right. This is Brandy Clark. You're on Livewire. This thing flow. 
bigger Brandy Clark. Thank you. Again, Brandy Clark's latest album is Your Life is a Record. Look for her in a Target near you. I can't always guarantee you'll find my record there, but you might find me. Right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, Brandy. Thank you, guys. That was Brandy Clark right here on Livewire. Her latest album is Your Life is a Record. And she's heading back out on tour this fall. You can find out when she's going to be in a town near you by heading to brandyclarkmusic.com Alright, before we get out of here, a little preview of next week's show. Uh, we are going to be talking to the filmmakers and actors Natalie Morales and Mark Duplass about their latest film, Language Lessons. It was recorded almost entirely by way of webcam during the pandemic. Uh, then we're going to be chatting with James Whiteside. He's a principal dancer with American Ballet Theater. He's also a drag queen, a pop music star, and he's got this memoir out, Center Center, that is really great. We're also going to be hearing some new music from the legendary singer-songwriter, Dar Williams. And, of course, we'll be looking for your response to our listener question. Elena, what are we asking the listeners for next week's show? If you could snap your fingers and become instantly gifted at one skill, what would it be? I would go radio host. I could oh, yeah? do that if I could just... Rub a genie's lamp and know how to host radio shows. That'd be really helpful for me. I want to learn how to whittle. I don't do want to be instantly good at whittling. That seems like a fun hobby to develop, though, over time. There's a lot of just sitting on the porch, whittling with an old hound dog. No, instant gratification whittling. Uh, if you'd like instant gratification of having your response read <laughs> on the air on Livewire, go ahead and send in your answer to that question on Twitter or Facebook. We are over at Livewire Radio. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of LiveWire. A huge thanks to our guests, Maria Bamford, Shane Brendan, and Brandy Clark. LiveWire is brought to you in part by Alaska Airlines. Laura Haddon is our executive producer. Heather D. Michelle is our executive director. Tim Harkins is our production director. Our producer and editor is Melanie Sevchenko. Our assistant editor is Trey Hester. And Paige Thomas is our social media manager. Our music is composed by A. Walker Spring. Molly Pettit is our technical director and mixer. Additional funding provided by the James F. and Marion L. Miller Foundation. Livewire was created by Robin Tenenbaum and Kate Sokoloff. This week, we'd like to thank member Teresa Horn of Portland, Oregon. For more information about our show or how you can listen to our podcast, head on over to livewireradio.org. I'm Luke Burbank. For Elena Passarello and the whole Livewire crew, thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. Wouldn't it be amazing to have a piping hot episode of Livewire delivered right to your heart and ears each week? Well, guess what? That can happen when you subscribe to the Livewire podcast feed and you'll get the joy of surprising conversation every week. So go ahead and do it. It's super easy. You click on the button at the top of your podcast app and bam, you are Livewire subscribed. And 
if you're still, you know, feeling the love, if you're enjoying the show, hey, maybe you could hook us up and uh, leave us a quick review. That'll help more people find out about Livewire. And thank you. 